0: Did the GOP debate prove that Donald Trump is, in fact, the GOP's only choice? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Cardio Miracle, you want to improve your heart health, stay tuned. I'll talk about that later on in our episode. But for today's conversation, returning to the program, I'm sure he's got lots and lots of concerns. In fact, it may be Cody's concerns. Kenny Cody, welcome back to The Brian Nickel Show.
1: Ryan, get me away with it, brother. Looking forward to talking to you.
0: Great to have you back, my man. We are officially, I think, now done with the summer travel season. I mean, granted, you're still busy because you not only are you a teacher and Cock County GOP chair, the youngest ever, mind I might I add, but also now you're a football coach. Dude, you're you're doing everything. What's been going on in the world of Kenny Cody that I didn't cover?
1: Uh, a lot, man. I mean, just, you know, riding um, football season, of course, started back up. I'm the director of football operations for the Cosby High School football program, so we have a home game tonight, as you can see, probably by my coaching attire that I have on. Ready to take on Cherokee, ready to beat the beat the uh, Indians and the Eagles, ready to uh, get down to it. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're I'm looking forward to it, man. We're uh, – uh, starting the school year back up, we're actually about four weeks in now, so we're 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 ready to roll. And I I, I think that, uh I think we got a lot to talk about, a lot of going on in world politics with Donald Trump. Uh, debate, of course, was uh, was interesting to say the least. I look forward to talking about it with you.
0: Yeah, school's back in session, which I know back when I was a, a youngster, I don't know, I always got that political itch right when it was uh, the election season, and whenever that crisp air started, which granted today it was like ninety eight degrees here in Eastern Indiana, but I digress uh you still you'd get that kind of excitement knowing that the political season is just around the corner now in this case it's not necessarily right around the corner because it's more local elections state elections yep. here this 2023 election cycle but next year 2024 is right around the corner and thus we have started the primaries and with that the gop might as well call it the little kid debate right because donald trump elephant in the room Pun intended. He is obviously the front runner, 40 something points ahead of the second place uh, candidate, which I think at the moment of the most recent polls was Ron DeSantis. That may have changed, though, Kenny, after the GOP debate uh, with one uh, Vivek Ramaswamy doing pretty good, catching a lot of people's attention. So lots of uh, feedback I've heard here from the debate before we dig into the nitty gritty and specifically your opinion that the GOP debate proved that the GOP has but one candidate to look at. That is Donald J. Trump. Uh, But give us a quick high level of what your kind of uh, feedback was from the GOP debate, the highs, the lows, and and some things people need to know as they uh, take away from that debate.
1: Well, I think some of the lows, of course. I mean, I think the establishment base is out of touch with the American people. I mean, when you're looking at Mike Pence, you're seeing, you know, Asa Hutchinson or Ada Hutchinson, as Trump calls them, Nikki Haley, um, Chris Christie. I mean, these are the guard of old. This is the old guard that was on that debate stage. And unfortunately, with the GOP excluding people like Perry Johnson and Larry Elder from the debate stage, people who have taken on the national populist mindset and trying to appeal to GOP voters and the rules and picking and choosing which polls Counted, they decided to even on the lower tier candidates uh, get those establishment candidates to be all the way in there. They couldn't deny the, the Vivek Ramaswamy, so I'm, I'm <laughs> now learned to pronounce his name correctly. It reminds me of when Jared Gurantano was the uh, well, Grintano was the Tennessee quarterback. We had to learn how to pronounce his name correctly. Vivek, uh, like Kate, the Can Kenny. Yes, I, 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 love, I love that he's, he's made that statement because I'm sure people know who he is now. And you know, my main take takeaway from the debate was. <laughs> For one, I mean, I think that DeSantis, if we're going to talk about him, I, I, I know you, you brought him up as the lead post, the lead polling guy on the debate stage. And it was just unnoticeable, to be quite honest with you, Brian. I mean, was just – didn't really have any standout in the moments. Now, I think I, it's decent, I guess. It's decent news that he didn't really get attacked much, and he was kind of just there and said what he needed to say. But – you know, it's kind of you need a big jump at this point, dude, like you've got to take the reins. And if you're not the number one guy on stage, whether you're getting attacked or you're not, you've got to be that front runner at, well, front runner on the base stage. Of course, we know he's 40 to 50 points behind Donald Trump, but you have to be the the challenger. And it seems like that Ramaswamy being as Trumpian as he was, I felt like I was watching a a, a a Hindu younger version of Donald Trump while I was watching Vivek Ramaswamy. And it's insane that he came out never having a debate experience before. Besides, I think he was a, like a national champion in college, which as a former collegiate debater does not surprise me at all. <laughs> um, but for him to get up there and destroy, I think, six governors and a United States senator was insane like you look like legitimately insane he got up there and dominated got got attacked and i think that's probably the most important point got attacked more than anybody else not chris christie not ronda santis not even nikki haley or mike pence he was a target was a target and that that stood out so much to me and it tells me everything i need to know about how much they fear the dude because he is donald trump he is he's a trumpian nationalist populist and i think I mean, he's a spoiler kind of. I mean, he he is everything that people I think wanted Ron DeSantis to be, and DeSantis just is not doesn't have a chance at this point, in my opinion, because of that debate performance.
0: Tell me more about why you think Vivek represented Trump there on stage, because I I think to a point there there may be some merit to that, Kenny, but I mm-hmm. I, I think that there there is a distinct difference in in my humble opinion, uh, between Vivek Mm -hmm. and Trump. Trump seems to say what he needs to say and says it in a blustery fashion, whereas when Vivek speaks, it seems everything he's articulating is well thought out. And when you hear him, especially on long-form podcasts, let's get outside the GOP debate here for a hot sec, but specifically on these longer-form podcasts, he gets into hyper-detail as to how he's arrived at the position's He's he's at currently. And I've heard you know many folks say that he's a flip-flopper. What I what I I've heard actually is him explain how he's evolved his positions on certain issues and he's grown at, on, on certain issues. But also I, I would take it a step you know further where Trump was kind of a bull in the China shop, whereas Vivek seems like he is calculated. He he seems like he's a surgeon, right? He will go in and execute as necessary. Whereas Trump just kind of would would smash and grab as much as he could. Regardless of if it ended up helping him accomplish his goals, or to the contrary. So I guess my my question is, where where do you kind of see those similarities to the point that you you kind of felt Vivek was, in essence, a a representative, a a surrogate of sorts for Trump on that GOP debate stage a, a couple nights ago. A
1: couple things. Um, first, I, I like the the distinction of him trying to not make him be a flip-flopper because I think it's very important. The guy was mm. 38 years old. Yeah, I mean, I, if you would have asked a... For example, a 18-year-old me, like like how my political evolution has evolved. I mean, I used to be a, I've told you before, Brian, I used to be a neocon, traditional conservative, you know, just like just like Pence or Haley or anybody else. But I evolved and I became the Republican that I am now, the libertarian, conservative, populist, nationalist that I am, at the, I am currently, and how I relate to Vivek Ramaswamy. So, I mean, I, I think that that criticism is just very, I don't know, it's very lame, very very not very calculated, and I'm. The reason I compare, I got to get used to saying Vivek to Trump, um, well, he had that moment he had the moments when he raised his hand and then waited on everybody else i think even twice like i don't know if it, was, if it was once or twice i think in the in the ukraine raised hand and then the trump raised hand i mean the, the moment that stepped to me the most is when vivek automatically went like he automatically raised his hand and said i would support donald trump if he's a nominee and then i would deny and oppose uh ukrainian aid like both times um and then you see somebody like who sits there and looks around the stage to see what everybody else is doing and then slightly like raises his hand a little bit. Like that uh, that stood out to me because it, it, it reminded me of when Trump was the was running into debates in 2016 or 2015, I guess for 2016. And he was asked, would you support the GOP nominee and commit not to run a third party? And he was the only person to say, no, like I wouldn't. Like it, it, these, these guys on stage, I don't trust them. So, of course, I wouldn't support them. I'm not going to be outright honest. I'm going to be outright honest about that. I'm saying, no, I'm not going to support them. So in that same way, yeah, that, that, that clip right there. And then you see Ron Sanders look around and then the hand goes up, right? So I think that the, the, the thing that stood out to me the most was the mavericks of uh, – I'm, I'm not sure if that's even a word, right? Like Maverick, he is not bought and paid for by corporations. He owns one. He does not need it. In the same way Trump didn't need the donors, because you heard him tonight again, Brian. You heard the Haley supporters and the DeSantis supporters. Every time they would speak, you hear a round of applause. Even though Haley is fourth through fifth in polling, for some reason she was getting applause in her opening statement and everything she said about Ukraine, even though majority of Republicans doesn't, don't believe in sending any more aid to Ukraine in polling. For some reason, it got cheers over Vivek in, in the foreign policy debates with a little spurt between him and Haley. Like, it's obvious. It's obvious what, he, what he's doing. He is tapping into that Trumpian base because they hate these people. The MAGA base, the current Republican Party, hates corporate corporations and corporate donors controlling what politicians say. They hate that. DeSantis has had to walk back his his Putin comments whenever he's asked about Ukrainian aid and our intervention in the Ukrainian war. He hates. People hate that Nikki Haley is, is going up there and saying America needs Israel or Israel doesn't need America. America needs Israel. For one, that's not diplomacy. That is purely funneling money. If we want that kind of relationship, that's called a parasitic relationship when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to, to any other country that we have to have. When you say that we we need another country and. another country doesn't need this, but we need another country. And I'm a supporter of Israel. I've I've said that on a multitude of different occasions. That's the one relationship that I believe is beneficial to both parties. But the the very fact that the Ukrainian debate, us funding money and saying only 3% of our military budget is being donated to Ukraine is ridiculous. And he's the only man who stood up there and was the maverick and said, no, I don't believe in this. I support Israel, but but we cannot compare that relationship to Ukraine. And I I think that the fact that he is the one guy who stood up and said, you know, corporation, I'm not bought and paid for great phrase, not bought and paid for. And it pissed off everybody else in that stage. He was also the guy who quite literally said one of the best foreign policy comebacks, even probably more than Donald Trump had in 2015, besides on the, on the Iraqi war stuff with George W. Bush, said, I look forward to your, seeing how you, your future is going to be on the boards of Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. The very fact he name-dropped those corporations that fund the military-industrial complex and called Nikki Haley out for that, it reminds me of that taking on established, establishmentarianism that Trump, Donald Trump took on in 2015. Are they exactly similar? No, I don't believe they're exactly similar. But I think that maverick-like personality, that maverick-like enigmatic personality – the Vivek Ramaswamy has was so I, it, it reminded me like I was watching Donald Trump again it really did and I, I think that somebody had to fill that role if Trump was not going to attend he had to concentrate on being arrested last night and <laughs> getting the mud shot that, that, that made that made rounds around the world Get, getting all that done and returning to Twitter I think he had bigger plans instead of t- attending a vice presidential debate but we ha- are now at a point where I think the reason that Vivek has succeeded is because of the way the current GOP base feels. They they're not inspired by DeSantis. They may like him and like what he did in Florida. But that's not the way you you run a campaign. You don't run on the past. You don't run about what you're going to do. And and DeSantis cannot get past that point. Nikki, Nikki Haley, Pence, Christie, and all these other other politicians that were on that stage could not connect with the audience. Because all they were trying to run on was 1980s foreign policy, 1990 to early 2000s economic policy, and not being willing to take on the culture wars and tell, tell them, and I love that they did this too, we are in a dark moment. We America is not good right now. I don't know why Pence got so offended when Vivek said that, but he realizes the reason any of them are running is because we are in a dark area of American politics and we are in dark area as a country. And I'm saying that's the that's the entire reason that Trump ran in 2015. He saw a problem not with not with the Democrats, not with the president. He saw a problem with the country. He saw a problem in his party and he wanted to run and say, Enough of the corporate donations. Enough of the corporate, corp- a corporatist control. Enough establishment control. Let's actually run on a campaign built for and by the people. And I think that Vivek is trying to tap into that. And I see it so much. And I and I and I know there's all the news reports that Vivek is a Trump plant or he's a Soros plant, whatever. I just think he was inspired by MAGA, and I think he's inspired by populism, and is carrying the same fight that Donald Trump carried in 2015 over 2023, especially when Trump's not on that debate stage.
0: And and he says, you know, and again, right? We're taking him at his word for this, but he says he was a former libertarian back in his his college days. So it's not that he's you know not unfamiliar with the the libertarian conservative uh, philosophies. And it just seems that really much like a lot of folks, and it seems really for him, it was 2020 when he really was activated, if you will, um, when you know, folks realized that the government was not only willing to turn on them on a dime when it came to the whole COVID conversation, but then the whole right. Black Lives Matter protests, which turned into riots, and and the uh, the the almost unilateral groupthink that was expected, dare I say, demanded uh, by by your your peers, and to to say i don't feel comfortable doing this and then to be chastised to be ridiculed i think that woke vivek up and and it woke a lot of americans up um so you know with that being said it seems like vivek you know he's 38 years old as you mentioned right he'd be the youngest person ever elected uh, president of the united states does it look like he's going to be president this year Probably not, looks like Donald Trump, unless something happens behind the scenes that we are completely unaware of, it looks like Donald Trump is in fact going to be that that nominee. But then I guess the question goes to, well, what's the future for Vivek, Kenny? But before we go ahead and get your answer, we got to go ahead and talk about today's sponsor, and it is our studio sponsor, Cardio Miracle. I am a huge fan, huge fan of Cardio Miracle. I've been using it now for about three months. And folks, I, I got to tell you, um, if there is one product I've had here on the show that I, I can rave the most about, it's got to be Cardio Miracle. Um, and, and here's just one thing that it, it hits home for me, why I've been taking Cardio Miracle. Now, I take it mostly for before I go to the gym, uh, before and after, you know, the, the rest before for the day starts for the gym and at the end of the day you take it before you go to bed um, it, it helps with nitrous oxide throughout your your system helps with your heart health but for me personally I like it because it helps combat heart disease and heart disease is the number one leading cause of death in America I had my grandfather pass away from a massive heart attack back when I was a kid and it, I mean with that being said I knew how important it was for me to take care of my heart health so what I wanted to do when I had John Hewlett, who's the CEO of Heart Health uh, of uh, Cardio Miracle, on, on the program, was to learn more about how this uh, particular product can actually help improve your heart health, and and I learned so much. So I'm gonna make sure I include that link to that episode so if you want to learn more about the specifics of cardio miracle you can but it's going to help support not just better blood flow oxygen levels and blood pressure but it's going to help overall better heart health it's going to give you better sleep my sleep has been absolutely incredible since taking cardio miracle and i'm a notorious notoriously bad sleeper um better recovery especially after those hard lifting days better energy um i've been feeling very energetic and I've been actually finding I've been drinking much less caffeine than normal and overall a better use so if you want to go ahead and take part in the Cardio Miracle head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash Cardio Miracle or go, or go right to our shop where you can find uh, Cardio Miracle and you will find an exclusive discount link uh, where it will give you 15% off your order or if it's easier just go to CardioMiracle.com and use code TBNS at checkout for that 15% off uh, off your order cardio miracle is a fantastic fantastic product 53 whole food bioavailable nutrients delivered in one serving one whole serving it's affordable it's less than a cup of coffee a day and by the way it's backed with a 100 percent money back guarantee but i promise you're not going to be asking for your money back i've been using cardio miracle now for months and i promise you is now a, a staple of my uh my supplement regimen so go ahead get your order at cardiomiracle.com use code tb NS at checkout or click the link here in your show notes. One more time, Cardio Miracle formulated to support immune and heart health for a better you. All right, Kenny, let's get back to Vivek Ramaswamy, as I'm sure Trump uh, has is inevitably called him behind the scenes. Um, what do you see for Vivek? Do you see Vivek being maybe Trump's VP pick or someone in uh, Trump's cabinet or, dare I say, 2028 right is this opening the door for vivek kind of taking over this trump maga 2020 uh 2016 2020 movement and and i guess maybe bring it next step forward maybe being that coalescing figure to to help bring in the uh, disaffected libertarians or the disaffected conservatarians in the gop kenny i said a lot what are your thoughts
1: Potentially. Um, I think it matters what the next steps are. I mean, I think he definitely has a cabinet position locked down if he wants it. Um just to be completely honest here, and this isn't a a bad comment towards Vivek, or his heritage, his ethnicity, or anything else like that. Um, I find it hard to believe he'll be a VP pick solely because of his name. I mean, there's hardly any name recognition, and Ramaswamy just doesn't mesh well in terms of like a. You, mean, you hear all these like Trump, Pence, Biden, Harris, Clinton, Kane. I mean, and then Trump, Noem, or whoever he might end up picking. It just doesn't 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 flow very well. I mean, even like Trump Kennedy. It, it, is, is a little bit better if you want to talk about the like RFK junior being a, a cross-party VP choice. So just, it, it's the same thing as like the first name and the last name being on the top of the ballot or the bottom of the ballot. I just don't see that to him being a pick, but I absolutely see him for a cabinet position, whether that's chief of staff or secretary of state or ambassador to India or any of those positions It's kind of been floated around with his name attached to them. I can absolutely see that, and let alone 28 uh, kind of ramping up depending on who he chooses as his, as his VP, because more than likely if Trump wins uh, the primary and the general election, of course, the VP for the next president more, is more than likely going to be the GOP nominee if he wins in 2024. Um, but I think Vivek, Vivek has a, a very, very high chance of, a lot of success in this party. I think he has realized that the national populist movement is the way the party is going to need to need to move going forward. I think he can tap into the potential. I mean, he has more charisma. I mean, my, my friend uh, Glenn Jacobs said he's one of the most charismatic people that he has ever met, um, regardless of who you like him, dislike him, agree with him, support him, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but he controls the room when he is there. So I think he can he can get the right amount of donors, he can, he can get the right amount of of grassroots organization, he can get the right amount of support behind him for a position in the future. I think it's going to be very hard and difficult to defeat Donald Trump in a primary right now, which is why I think he has kind of aligned and defended Trump in a very good way, I think, to potentially set up his future. Um, you know, in an interview with Newsmax, Trump said... You mean this guy's running against me? You know, I mean, kind of reflecting upon, you know, how much he has complimented Trump and saying that he's the reason that I'm, you know, he's the best president of the 21st century. He's the reason that I'm running. He's the reason that I got involved in politics. I mean, Vivek has made comments like this. I mean, the first time he voted in a presidential election, which is one of his probably most significant criticisms, was in 2020. Yeah. But I think a lot of that is because of Trump. I think a lot of that is because of them seeing – him seeing that the anti-elitist, anti-deep state class of the GOP and movement in the GOP, it it really is happening. We are the anti-war party now, it seems like, at least for the most part, at least more than the Democrats at this point. Uh, We're the populist party. We're the ones who listen to the working man. We're the ones who are fighting the culture war to keep our children safe. We are the logical choice at this point. If you are a sane person, want to get it, to get into politics and not have to kind of join this party that is embracing ch- genital mutilation and higher taxes, like that—that's that, what the Democrat Party currently is. So, what I see in the future, um, I, I, I see Vivek either being a presidential candidate, a—I mean, potentially a big a choice if we go against my political philosophy of, you know, a last name mattering in a, in a general election. Maybe it could be like Trump, or Vivek, you know. That, that that could sound decently i wouldn't be just shocked if he was the vp choice i would i'd be a little bit surprised that it wasn't somebody like christy noam um but I would suspect that Vivek has a very, very, very high likelihood of, of success in his party, regardless of what he decides to do. He lives in a swing state like Ohio. He could always be a senatorial nominee. He could always be a, gu- a gubernatorial nominee, period. Um, so I, I think I think he has an absolute future because I think he hits on the right issues. I think he is the best communicator, probably, that I've seen, uh, like you said earlier, probably since Ronald Reagan when it comes to explaining policy positions. He's one of the best that I've ever seen. I think the GOP is done with establishment politicians, I think they're done with the old guard gop and i think Vivek represents the new era of the republican party now and, and i think he has a very very high likelihood of success in this party
0: all right kenny time to go towards our final thoughts i will kick things off first and foremost as we're recording today happy birthday papa nichols uh my dear old dad celebrating his birthday today uh that's number one number two and i guess this is more of a uh i don't know a critique a rant of libertarians which i have seemingly been having more of recently my shirt got all messed up there sorry about that um so really what i wanted to focus on here is when we're talking about the vague right libertarians need to get out of their own way and embrace success when it happens. If Vivek, in his current form, had been, let's say, the libertarian presidential nominee in circa 2012, heck, even 2016, right? Not only would many libertarians, I would say darn near most libertarians, be okay with some of his, his flaws from a policy position, they would not only be okay with it, they would enthusiastically support him because to your point, Kenny, he is easily one of the best communicators we've seen here on, on the, uh, the political stage when it comes to articulating kind of this bridge between the MAGA Trump world, the libertarian world and this conservatarian, uh, kind of disaffective, disaffected conservative world. Um, so there's, there seems to be a real, heating up of this vivek approach to politics and libertarians could learn a thing because vivek more or less is promoting while not a 100 libertarian philosophy it's darn near the closest one we've heard from a gop politician outside of what rand and ron paul i mean who else has been pr- promoting this much of a true small l libertarian approach To governance, not many. And and I think right there, libertarians need to stop trying to let the uh, pursuit of perfection be the enemy of just some type of progress. In this case, embracing the fact we have a guy on stage who's promoting borderline libertarian principles if not overtly in many cases overtly libertarian principles getting lots of support from people not only in the gop but also folks i've heard outside of the gop saying who's this vivek ramaswam guy and i'm like good question let's have a conversation because he's getting people to ask questions and getting people maybe who have been sitting on the sidelines to get involved. Heck, I've heard people who are excited the fact that he is 38, that he is a millennial. He would be the youngest president ever elected and maybe people are tired of our government being run by, what, octogenarians? So maybe it's time for some young youth into, young youth? That's, uh, yeah, double right there. Uh, Some youth, some young blood into the political establishment. So that's kind of my final thoughts as we wrap things up here. Kenny, what do you have for us on your end? And also, where can folks go ahead and find more awesome content like today's article over at town hall uh,
1: for, I'll, I'll promote a little bit first then go into my, my final thoughts so you can find me on at katie cody 10 i know i have a picture of donald as my profile picture because i'm standing with him after last night's uh booking but that is me i promise you i'll turn back to my my uh original pro- profile picture very soon um but my final thoughts. Um, also, Muckrack is where my article archive is. You can find me on there, Muckrack Kenny Cody. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, a little bit comment on the libertarian thing. I think that's what you know, Brian. What you're saying, the hesitancy to be a purist and not accept somebody's past, you know, comments or whatever it might be, and embrace somebody that actually has ideas. Um, I think perfect example probably why Dave Smith's not running for the Libertarian Party nomination for yep. president. Um, I, th- I think the, the Libertarian Party has chased him off, and that's very unfortunate. Um, I, th- I think Dave is one of the most influential Libertarians that Republicans like me enjoy and would uh, consider supporting, um, depending on the uh, – at least supporting running for the Libertarian Party nomination. I can't promise that I would vote for him, but I would at least want the Libertarian Party to have a voice in that regard because he is so good at what he does and is, a good, is, is a, as good a communicator as anybody for the Libertarian Party has been in the last uh, 20, 25-plus uh, years. Um but anyway, going to Vivek's future in the party, you know, I, I think that there's a reason that the GOP voters have embraced this guy. Like, he came from absolutely nowhere i had never heard of who vivek ramaswamy was in my life before he ran for president and now he is sticking in my mind as i would i can say right now for sure sure 100% certain if donald trump was not running for the presidential nomination for the gop i would be voting for vivek ramaswamy without a doubt in my mind there isn't any any hesitancy that's who i would be voting for without a doubt in my mind um and i think because if somebody like me who is, I guess, a libertarian-ish, and I mainly identify as a nationalist, populist, um, Republican, but somebody who ha- has, gets invited on a podcast like this because of the shared ideas that I share with the libertarian party and those I share with who those who embrace the libertarian ideology. Um, I think that the future of the party is strong because somebody like Vivek, who is, who is running absolutely nowhere, he is just different. From the establishment. And that is exactly why he's succeeding. The old guard, the neoconservative establishment era of Republican politics is dead and gone. And it will stay that way, hopefully. Um, it, it may take a while for us to fully go away. You will always have your stragglers like Haley, DeSantis, uh, Pence, and others. And it's, like I said, DeSantis was a great governor. Um, but she you're seeing this rejection in DeSantis' campaign, especially somebody who even tapped in a little bit to, to, to the old guard, like saying I want to be enough of the old guard to appeal to, to moderate Republicans. The, the GOP has resoundingly said – it's not your time yet, dude. You, you you were influenced far too much by those in the background, by the establishmentarians that want to control our party. And it is we decided it's not your time. Sorry, we, we like some, somebody like Vivek more. That's why Vivek's beating Ron DeSantis. If you remove Trump off of off a of polling and remove him, and then ask who they want to support, they say Vivek because he is tapping into that to that base. So I think that the GOP is heading in the right direction. I, again, I'll reiterate as I do every time on this podcast. I'm a Trump man. I'll be voting and I've never been more inspired to vote for a man than I was last night. When they, when he released that mug, when they released that mugshot. I'm going to be casting my vote for the political prisoner. That is Donald Trump by, by federalized weaponized government. Um, and I'm proud to be doing that. Um, and I'll, I'll, We'll re-emphasize that every single time that I appear on a podcast, and I encourage everybody else to do so. But I think Vivek has a very, very bright future in the party because he taps into the same base that inspired me to be MAGA in the first place.
0: And for everybody out there who is now angrily shaking their fists at their TVs or cursing at their earbuds, Kenny, where can folks go ahead and find you if they want to tell you exactly how they feel? Social media links, hit us with it. Where are they? Where can they go ahead and reach out to you?
1: You can send your hate mail to at Katie Cody TN on Twitter, uh, Kenny Cody on Instagram, and find me on Facebook. And you can, you can always comment if you create a Newsmax profile or a town hall profile, all the stuff that I encourage you to do so, the national polls, all those websites. Give us a subscription, leave me a hate comment, and I'll blow you kisses while you're going away.
0: <laughs> Kenny Cody, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, follow me on social media, x.com. And Yes, that's that's Twitter, folks, and uh, Facebook. You can follow me at B nickels liberty also uh yes for the podcast itself where can you go ahead and find this amazing show well we have video version of the show youtube rumble and ben swan's sovereign s-o-v-r-e-n which By the way, if you are watching us over on Sovereign, you're seeing today's episode before anyone else as a Sovereign exclusive. But if you are joining us on the more traditional video platforms like your YouTubes, well, no worries. Go ahead, do me a favor when you're here, hit that like button, but also hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. And also if you wanna go ahead and tell Kenny why you think he's crazy, go ahead and reply in the comments here. We love seeing the comments from our fans. Uh, It's always great to hear your thoughts. And also folks, if you did enjoy the episode, hit that like button button that actually helps the episode reach more folks in the algos. It helps more than uh, you would know. It helps more than I actually understand. So thank you for uh, for doing your part there. And by the way, yes, we are an audio version of the show as well, which is over on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, wherever it is you consume your podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. And actually, if you want to go into the archives and catch over seven hundred and sixty other episodes of the Brian Nichols Show, well, all you gotta do is hit Download All Unplayed episodes start with episode one get to episode 761 where we are today and i guarantee you're going to have hundreds of different guests from economists to elected officials to political consultants to uh, folks like kenny and of course yours truly and more who will leave you educated enlightened and informed so with that being said Thank you for joining us, and of course, one more shout out to our amazing sponsor, Cardio Miracle. And by the way, if you are checking out on the show right now, you see me wearing our Freedom Is uh, Science shirt, I'm going to go ahead and share that on the screen right about now. Go ahead and grab yours at Show.com forward slash shop. Freedom Is Science, so says Dr. Adrian Bajan, great guest here on The Brian Nichols Show. He talks about constructive law and how actually, yes, freedom actually is science, the idea that things want to move more freely is supported by science so go ahead get your freedom is science shirt today over at Show.com forward slash shop hosted by our great supporters over at proud libertarian all right folks that's all we have for you so with that being said brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show from our cardio miracle studios for kenny cody we'll see you next time
1: thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at brian